on episode 318 of Nintendo Switchcraft, investors react, uh, Assassin's Creed Remastered, Mario and Sonic confuse me a little bit, Sega, uh, speaking of Sega, and some family-friendly dungeon delving. All that and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday, whenever I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Ben T. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. So recently, if you've been listening to the show, you already know that there are rumors of a couple of new iterations of the Nintendo Switch, uh, a, a a model that is more geared toward hardcore gamers, whatever that means, and a model that is more portable. And of course, there's a bunch of uh, renders that people have made or drawings that people have made out there for what they think it's going to be, which is cool because... If you go back to when the NX was first announced, oh, by the way, the NX, I'm wearing my NX t-shirt. I designed this t-shirt. You can buy it at my merch shop. Just go to runjumpstomp.threadless.com to check that out. Uh, But uh, the, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, back when the NX was announced, like people kept drawing, what did they think it was going to look like? We had all these rumors about uh, what it was going to be, uh, you know, with the detachable controllers and everybody was like, is it going to have wires and stuff? How's this going to work? Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We are talking about the rumors, but what we're talking about is how investors have reacted to those rumors and the stock price for Nintendo like skyrocketed. It went up quite a bit uh, on this uh, because of these rumors. And I just want to, you know, I, I, I've watched um, This Week in Tech for a very, very long time. Uh, it's one of my, it used to be one of my favorite podcasts. I don't get to listen or watch it much anymore just because I'm so busy. But um, back when I would watch it, it um, they would they would talk about stock prices of tech companies quite often. And, you know, as they would climb and fall. And uh, Leo Laporte always said something that I thought was, was uh really insightful. He said that um, investors buy on the rumor and sell on the news. That is what they do. They always buy on the rumor and they sell on the news. So now we've got the rumor. And because we've got a rumor out there, um, there's going to be uh, the, the, the stock price for Nintendo is going to keep climbing until one of two things happens. Maybe one of three things. Uh, Until Nintendo falls on their face for some reason, something unforeseeable, until Nintendo makes an announcement that says, no, we're not doing this, or until Nintendo makes an announcement that says, yes, we are doing this. And I I guess there's also the fourth option. Nintendo could make an announcement and not mention this at all, in which case then the stock price would tank because you buy on the rumor, you sell on the news. So the rumor is that we're getting new Switch, 
uh, investors are like, hey, the Switch is a hot thing right now. If they're going to put out new ones, that means they're going to sell a lot of them. Let's buy stock in Nintendo now. So now the the price starts going up. And then as soon as that uh, rumor is either confirmed, denied, or ignored by Nintendo, then the stock price is going to fall again. So I completely expect at E3, uh, when either Nintendo confirms this, denies this, or doesn't mention it at all, that the stock price is going to plummet for Nintendo. That's that's and I don't know anything about the stock market. I'm just basing off what I've seen in the past. Um, Nintendo's share price is going to stock, and then what's going to happen is a lot of publications are going to get out there, and they're going to be like, "Oh, uh, Nintendo had a, a horrible E3 because investors are unhappy with what Nintendo announced," and it doesn't matter what Nintendo announces. This rumor has already foretold the consequences at E3. Nintendo's stock price will go down at E3 because of this rumor. Whether this is true or not, whether people are happy about this or not, the price will go down because you buy on the uh, rumor and you sell on the news. So that's just my opinion. And I don't own stock in Nintendo. Who has that kind of money? Not me. Um, but I don't own stock in anything, really. Uh, I, I'm I'm just saying that when E3 gets here and the stock fall or the stock prices start to fall, don't be surprised. And it has nothing to do with how Nintendo is doing as a company. It's just that investors are fickle and they're just trying to find a way to make money. And no matter what Nintendo announces come June, I think 11th. Uh, that stock price is going to tumble. And I think that that's going to happen with most, um, most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? M- uh, most gaming companies. That is unless somebody shows up at E3 and shows off something that has never been leaked or rumored or anything, because then that's when people will start buying. Anyway, that's my opinion on it. And uh, as somebody who knows nothing about the stock market, you can take it or leave it. These people are upset because even after waiting all night, they were unable to get their kids a new version of a game called Dragon Quest. We have our first look, not my first look, but the our, our first real look at uh, Assassin's Creed Remastered running on the Nintendo Switch in, hand, in handheld mode. It's very hard to say that sometimes. Um, it looks pretty good. Like it's, it looks like it's running decently. I mean, like right now I'm looking at a cutscene, so I'm going to jump forward to gameplay. Um, but you know, I watched this YouTube video and excuse me, the YouTube video is in the show notes, uh, which you can find over at runjumpstomp.com. And I'd say that the, you know, I don't know what it looked like before. I, I've not played any Assassin's Creed games. Um, but this looks pretty decent. It's it's hard to tell because we're looking at uh you know handy hand cam footage of uh the of a, of the handheld version of the of the game. So that's always going to be kind of problematic as for identifying how it looks. But the frame rate looks decent. Um, the graphics don't look horrendous. Like when we were watching that that recent direct and they showed off that this game was coming to the Nintendo Switch, the footage that they showed just wasn't very good. 
And you know, that was kind of an issue. It it didn't look like they were putting their best foot forward. Well, it looks like Ubisoft is continuing to put more work into it. And um, I think that it looks pretty good. Am I going to buy it? I don't know. I, I heard that Assassin's Creed 3 probably isn't the best one to jump in on, uh, especially since don't don't tell my wife, but I've got a <laughs> I've got a, a copy of Assassin's Creed that I got for Christmas a couple of years ago that I still have not opened. It's the Egypt one. So uh, I still have that to play on my PS4. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to pick up Assassin's Creed 3 remastered for the Nintendo Switch, but I think that, uh, you know, for a lot of people who don't have access to any other console, this is a way to play Assassin's Creed, which is a um, which is a, a series that a lot of people say is pretty damn good. Uh, even even a bad version of Assassin's Creed is probably still pretty decent. Um, so, you know, if you want more Assassin's Creed games on the Nintendo Switch, then you probably need to buy this one because if Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered doesn't sell very well on the Switch, then why would Ubisoft make any other ones? Although I don't, I, I hate it. I think it's okay for me to say that, but it's not okay for Ubisoft to say that because then it's like Ubisoft is is telling you to buy something you don't want so you can get something you do want. I'm just saying what would probably happen. Uh, anyway, I think that it looks pretty decent, and uh, I'm curious as to what you all think. The Atari 2600. Now get up to $30 in rebate offers plus a free Pac-Man. Speaking of letting me know things, um, I, a couple episodes ago, or maybe it was last episode, I asked what indie company, what indie dev, would you want to have access to a Nintendo intellectual property because we had um, we have that whole Curse of the Necrodancer thing going on. And then um, an, the company that made Always, Always Awakening wanted to get their hands on the Zelda property to make a uh, Zelda 2 clone or a Zelda 3 game. And so that got me thinking, what, what do I want to see? And I got a... a a DM on Twitter. Although, you know, I, what I'm going to say is when people send me DMs on Twitter, I'm not always going to include that in the show because it's hard for me to go through and find this the stuff that people send. So if you're going to get a hold of me on Twitter and you definitely want me to talk about something on the show, what I would what I would say instead is use the use like a hashtag. I think we'll say um, hashtag, um, switchcraft, uh, just because it makes things easier for me to find, uh, at the time of the show, I can just search for a hashtag and find it, uh, rather than going through all my DMS during the show and trying to find the message that somebody sent me anyway, uh, at sensei pong on Twitter sent me a DM and they said, here's an idea for an indie doing a Nintendo pro actually, let's stop for a second. Feel free to keep sending me DMs on Twitter. That doesn't bother me at all. I just, sometimes I can't find the DM that I'm looking for. That's all I'm saying. Um, they said, here's an idea for an indie doing a Nintendo property. Nitrome, which made Bomb Chicken, should take on the Game & Watch series. Nitrome's origin is some of the best simple mobile games I've played. And I normally don't like mobile phone games. I may be alone here, but I've been hangry for some game and watch on the go again since the GBA and OG Game Boy. 
There should be something along the lines of Game & Watch Anthology or Remix, a bunch of the classics. The simple addictive nature of some of the Game & Watch games are exactly Nitrome's wheelhouse. That's got to be the most I, I, a unique idea that I've heard. So that's a fantastic uh, suggestion. I, I hope that that kind of thing uh, comes, comes, comes through. Oh, man, sometimes I just can't talk. Uh, anyway, uh, so there's lots of ways that you can get a hold of me. You can get a hold of me uh, by emailing runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can uh, use that hashtag on Twitter, uh, hashtag switchcraft, I think I said, hopefully. Um, and then you can also use the Anchor app and call in and leave a voicemail. Speaking of voicemail. Hey, Bill, this is Jamie from Lexington, Kentucky. I loved the question you asked last episode about what studios we would love to get their hands on Nintendo IP. As a hobbyist game designer, that's something I'm always kind of thinking about, and it was really fun to think about an answer to this. I would love another game like Star Fox 64, so an on-rails um, space shooter with branching paths. Um, but I would love for it to be procedurally generated. A couple of studios I think might do pretty good with that would be Minor Key Games. They made the FPS Eldritch, the procedurally generated FPS Eldritch. And Hello Games, who made the procedurally generated space exploration survival game. Uh, I would also love if this game had goofy dialogue like Star Fox 64, but I understand that might not be as doable in procedural generation. You know, uh, people are always talking about how much they love Star Fox and stuff, but nobody ever buys those games, which is too bad. Uh, and I'm guilty of that, too. The idea of it being procedurally procedurally generated is awesome. I, I really like that because the Star Fox games have been, they're, they're always pretty short. And your point of going back and the replay value you get is from going after that high score and doing better than the last time. So having it be procedurally generated is a wonderful idea because that means that each time I go in, I'm getting to uh, experience something new instead of, okay, here comes this wave and then there's going to be an asteroid over here. And then there's a ship that I can fly through. Yeah, that, that kind of gets uh, stale. And I, I like the idea of having it be procedurally generated, but... I want to add a little wrinkle to your idea. I also want to have seeds. Now, if you've ever played procedurally generated games, and I'm sure that uh, our caller has, then you know what a seed is. But if you haven't, let me explain. Uh, in a procedurally generated game, everything is randomized. So every time you play the game, it's completely different. However, if you get a seed, it's usually this long string of number of uh, numbers and letters that you can then share with somebody then they get the same world that you got. So if I'm playing this Star Fox procedurally generated game and I do a particularly awesome job and have like a really high score at the end, I could share that out with the seed code so that uh, other people who um, you know on, are on my friends list, they could get that seed code from me and then try and replicate to beat my high score. I think that that would be really awesome, and I think you've got a great idea. Hello, look. Look down in your hands. What do you see? You see a Nintendo Switch. Now look up. What do you see? I don't know. I'm not you. Look down again. Now you see a phone. What's on that phone? Switchlist.app. 
It's used by over 100,000 Switch owners. That's 100,000. That is a lot. What is SwitchList.app? It's a very cool alternative to the eShop. It's not where you buy your games, but it's where you find out about your games. It's where you can search for games. Never miss a sale and save a ton of money on Switch games by getting alerts when they go on sale. Track your collection and your wish list and interact with thousands of other Switch owners. Again, that's SwitchList.app. Check it out today. Hey, listen. Hey, Bill. It's Jamie again. So another piece of Nintendo IP that I think would do great in the hands of another studio would be Waluigi in the hands of Monolith Productions, the makers of Shadow of Morador. I think Waluigi needs his own title, and I think that it needs to be about him rising above his crippling self-pity um, and taking over the Mushroom Kingdom through blackmail. So something like the Nemesis system that is utilized in Shadow of Morador uh, would be awesome to create a varied path, varied chain of command amongst the Mushroom Kingdom uh, through which Waluigi can sneakily spy on and take pictures uh, to gain more and more power and eventually rule the Mushroom Kingdom through blackmail. I, I love that idea. That is the, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard, and it made me laugh. It made me laugh quite a bit. I think that that's hilarious and awesome. Uh, I have always said that if we're going to get a Waluigi game, it needs to be called Waluigi Lanes, and that's a uh, where Waluigi runs a bowling alley, and it's it's not a bowling game per se, but it's a bowling alley owner simulator kind of game. I love how you know, like nobody looks at Waluigi and says, hey, let's get a platformer for that guy. Nope. Uh, he always gets these really weird ideas because he is such a weird dude. Um, <laughs> Waluigi games. You know what? I want you guys to call in and let me know. What what do you think or, or or write in or use the hashtag on Twitter at uh, um, Switchcraft? <laughs> what do you guys think would be the best Waluigi game? And don't say platformer. I want to know the weirdest nonsense that we can have that freakazoid do uh, because that that just made me laugh. Thanks for the call, man. All right, this this next game confuses me. I, the YouTube video that that they showed is it's very confusing. I don't really understand what's happening. This is Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo 2020 Olympics reveal trailer, and it shows like uh, an an elderly man talking to this young kid. Clearly, the elderly man was in the Olympics at some point, and. Then they're showing that they switch over and it's showing Mario characters, but then it shows real humans, which is very confusing. And they they're also showing people with with Joy-Cons playing on phones, playing on PS4 controllers, and it's got basketball and baseball and motocross and skateboarding and swimming and it's this and javelin throwing and baseball. I mean, there you name a sport. And it's probably in this uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. So what the hell is happening here? I'm so confused by this. It seems like it's two different games. It seems like there's the Mario and Sonic game. And then 
there is the the other game that's that's showing with the regular humans that are that are being played with the phones or with the um with the PS4 controllers. I, I'm very confused as to what I'm seeing here, but but actually no, I'm watching the video again, and they actually show. Uh, there's a there's a moment, and if you're if you're watching the the video of this, then uh, if not, I'm sorry. They show what is clearly a cardboard box pretending to be a phone, and then they've overlaid this picture on it. But they're tapping the phone to run with Sonic and Mario on the screen. So. Is this a game that is out on all platforms with Mario and Sonic? Like, are we going to see Mario and Sonic on a PS4? Because that's what they were showing. I mean, they, they were showing people playing with PS4 controllers. Or is it the company who made this just didn't know that, like, I, I'm so confused. I'm very confused by this this ad. And if you could shed some light on the subject, feel free. It's very confusing. Uh, speaking of Sega, we've got two other Sega stories that I want to talk about. The first is uh, that we're getting six more Sega Ages games uh, coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, if you don't know, Sega Ages is um, Sega's answer to the virtual console. Basically, they are making these games available. You can buy them one at a time. And the example that I always give uh, is Fantasy Star because they took the original Fantasy Star, they put it on the Switch, but they gave you like an auto map feature and save states and all this crazy stuff to make it a little more palatable to people who play video games now. Uh, this comes to us via Nintendo Life. Uh, we've got uh, Shinobi, which is a, a really cool game. It came, in, came out back in 1987. Uh, Wonder Boy in Monsterland is also coming. Uh, Fantasy's, Fantasy Zone is coming as well, which reminds me of Twin Bee a little bit. And and we're getting Puzzle in Action Incident R. I, I didn't, I, that's, it's spelled Incident. I didn't have like a, a problem saying it. It's just weird. And then there, I've never heard of this game. It's weird. They've got weird monkeys dancing on it. And then Herzog Zwei, which I don't really know what that kind of game is it looks like a vertical shooter uh, from back in the day and then g-lock air battle which is a um dog fighting like top gun kind of kind of game uh, are, are you excited about any of these i think though for me the one that i'm interested in most is got to be shinobi i remember playing shinobi uh quite a bit in the arcade back in the day uh and the this one is based on the arcade version, not the console version, which that that's kind of cool. Uh, but I think that Sega is doing good things with their Sega ages, at least if the, the one that I played fantasy star is anything, any, any indicator of that. Again, speaking of Sega, we also have just announced the Sega Genesis Mini. Now, I know that this is a Nintendo show, but like we also kind of cover the all the mini consoles on here uh, just because it's stuff that I'm interested in. And I think that a lot of people who are fans of Nintendo were probably also fans of Sega back in the day. And now we've got, I mean, they've already had 
a Sega uh, mini classic console, but it wasn't made by Sega. It was made by some other company uh, licensed by Sega. And by all accounts, it was kind of a trash fire. Uh, this one is officially by Sega. It is at Sega.com. Uh, if you want to check out, check it out, follow the link in the show notes or go to genesismini.sega.com. So this comes out on September 19th, 2019. I'm definitely going to buy one. Uh, it has, it comes with two controllers, the, the three button controllers, not the six button controllers. And, um, it also includes, oh, look at this. It includes a USB power adapter. Thank you, Sega. Nintendo, take a, take a hint. Uh, cause I'm pretty sure Nintendo's shipping them without them. And so did, so did, uh, so did my PlayStation one came without a power adapter as well. Uh, it, it's going to be preloaded with 40 legendary Genesis games. Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodline, Space Harrier 2, Shining Force. I, I had to stop to mute my... Hmm. No. Okay. <laughs> I had to stop to mute my Echo. Um, Shining Force, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Toe Jam and Earl, Comic Zone, Sonic the Hedgehog, Altered Beast, and Gunstar Heroes are the ones that are listed so far. Uh, we don't know what else is coming on this. Of all of these games, the must-play games are Sonic the Hedgehog and Shining Force. Those games are amazing. I don't think I ever played Castlevania Bloodline, so I can't speak to that. And I never played Toe Jam and Earl, but I've heard good things. Uh, but Shining Force and Sonic the Hedgehog, I mean, it's Sonic for crying out loud. You got to play that. But Shining Force is an amazing game. I would, I, if if... Sega, if we get a Sega Ages with Shining Force, that's a day one buy from me. Day one. I love Shining Force. Really good game. I, in fact, if I were to make a comparison to a Nintendo game that you've probably tried, it would be Fire Emblem, but better. I like Shining Force better than Fire Emblem. And so it's a shame that that uh, Shining Force died after the third installment of that game. Uh, so I think that I, I'm pretty excited about this thing. And... Uh, as soon as I find out, uh, the pre-order links are coming soon. As soon as I find out a pre-order uh, link, uh, we have a um, channel in the Discord, uh, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord, called, I forgot what the channel's called, because I don't use it a lot, uh, but it is used for, yeah, it's all the way down on the bottom. It's in the off-topic list. It's called hash, hashtag now in stock is the, is the channel. And we use that when there's something that we anticipate might be difficult to find. And basically what, what we do is we, we all agree. Um, nobody talks in that channel except to drop a link to something that is, um, that is going to be hard to find. As soon as the pre-order link drops up or shows up, I'm sure somebody will drop that in that channel. And a lot of people you know, because there's a lot of chatter on the Discord, they might have the Discord muted, but they won't have that channel muted so that they get the notification on their phone and they can make their pre-order before they sell out. Um, I, so I would join the Discord and join that channel and make sure that you have alerts on for that channel so that when somebody posts that, um, that link to uh, the Genesis Mini, you'll know and you'll be able to buy one. That's how I was able to get my Super Nintendo Mini uh, was through a link that somebody dropped in there. Uh, anyway, I'm pretty excited about it, and uh, we'll see what happens with it. You know, I I I love this these uh, mini consoles. I find them 
to be awesome. Sega, hot hits today, hot hits on the way. Plug into today's hottest arcade hit. You know, I, I've raved about Diablo 3 and how much fun that game is, but that game is very much rated M. There's lots of blood and gore in that game, and if there were a way to turn it off, I would say, you know, buy the game for your kid and turn off all the blood and gore so that they can experience the fun of, um, you know, a loot pinata game. Well, guess what? They don't have to because Torchlight 2 is coming to the Nintendo Switch. It's coming to consoles. This is great because I just talked about Perfect World Entertainment last episode because they're bringing hob to the nintendo switch it's being localized or not localized it's being ported by panic button with who did doom and rocket league and wolfenstein these guys are pros at porting games and torchlight 2 is coming to consoles this fall torchlight 2 is basically diablo but not disgusting okay so it's a really really fun game it was originally launched for the pc and uh, the, its key features is it's got four different classes to choose from. Uh, so you, you can be like a, a guy that builds like an engineer or like a rogue style uh, or like a guy with a giant hammer or like a wizard kind of thing. It's got co-op uh, via over Internet or uh, via local stuff. Uh, they also have a matchmaking service that lets you connect and play games with people around the world. So you don't have to play with. Like if you don't have people that are on your friends list to play with, you can still play multiplayer. It's got like the overworld is basically open world and it has a bunch of hub hub towns that you can go through. uh, But every level is randomized. So every time you play, you've got new layouts and paths and loots and monsters to fight every time you play. It's, It's a bunch of different stuff, which is cool. It also has a new game plus mode. So when you are done with the actual campaign, you can then start again with that same character and have higher challenge. Uh, you get to keep all of the skills that you've unlocked, the gold and the gear that you've you've been earning as you've played through. And it's got some pretty cool things like pets and fishing. The pets thing is really cool because like you 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 choose a pet at the beginning, like a dog or a cat or an owl or like some other thing. I can't remember. And you can set like the the thing about these games is you you go through and you're killing these monsters and then you pick up all the loot and then your bag is full and you're like, what the hell am I going to do with all this stuff? Well, you can give it to your pet and send them back to town to go sell it. And now you're a little less powerful. So there's a little risk there, but that means you can keep dungeon diving and then your your pet comes back with the money and then you can keep going. It's very, very cool. Um it's coming out for PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and I am excited. I'm very excited for this. This is going to be a day one purchase for me. I know that the game came out all the way back in 2012, but it's a fantastic game. And if you have not played Torchlight or Torchlight 2, then this is definitely a game that you want to have on your wish list because it's fantastic. Paperboy from Mindscape for your Nintendo Entertainment System. As of this recording... We, you are running out of time. You are running out of time to enter this giveaway. The giveaway comes with this Lego DC Supervillains physical copy. It is for US only just because of shipping costs. Uh, this came from my friend Bravd, who wanted me to give it away on the show. 
The giveaway ends in 12 hours as of recording this. Right now, it's 11.46 a.m. on March 30th. However, we're going to add a little bit more to this because uh, uh, another listener of the show, uh, Rust Belt Kid, he just sent me this, which is awesome. What is going on there? Uh, He just sent me this. Uh, this is the steel box. Now, this does not come with the game, but the game comes in here. Uh, he sent me the steel box case for this. And you can get this along with this. You know, these two things go together. So if you are wondering, what is he talking about? Because you're listening to the show. Uh, it's a beautiful steel box case for Lego DC supervillains. And all you got to do is go to the following address. Are you ready? Are you listening? That's not it. Where is it? Here it is. Runjumpstomp.com slash NSC dash Lego. That's NSC dash Lego. When you get there, there's a password. The password is Batman. All right. This is so that only listeners get to enter this giveaway. The giveaway is over in 12 hours. Uh, I will be asleep when the giveaway is over. But uh, I'll announce it on the next episode. Uh, I'm sure that I'll probably have already mailed it. Well, no, I'll, I'll mail it out sometime next week. Um, but I'll announce it on the next episode. And it comes with an unopened copy of the uh, Lego DC Supervillains and the ridiculously cool Steelbox case, which is beautiful. And I want to keep it for myself just because it looks so damn cool. Um, so anyway runjumpstomp.com slash nsc dash lego join the giveaway by using the password batman and uh hopefully uh hopefully you win and you know who i'm talking to i'm talking to you from his Pac-Man. all right it's time to wrap up the show thank you guys for listening become a part of the community over at our discord you can also watch the show live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp you can get a hold of me by emailing me, runjumpstomp at gmail.com, or you can reach out to me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. Use that hashtag switchcraft if you want me to talk about whatever it is you tweet at me on the show, just because it makes it easier for me to search. Uh, if you're looking for ways to support the show, stop by runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And for more content like this, check out runjumpstomp.com slash shows. When you're there, make sure you subscribe to StadiaCast. It's my brand new show all about... Google Stadia. We're recording episode two tomorrow morning uh, live at the YouTube channel for StadiaCast. So make sure that you go to YouTube, search for StadiaCast, subscribe, and be there tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. We're going to be, Lloyd and I will be talking all about Google Stadia. we got a pretty good show set up for you guys. Check out the music from today's show over at Balloon, tr- or <laughs> over at runjumpstomp.com slash music. It is Balloon Trip Remix by note block i'm out of here thank you guys for hanging out with me and i will see you all next time bye bye